And good morning and welcome to the BSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Minor on Wednesday, June the 8th, uh, the day we're going to have uh, or train strikes being announced at the end of June to create a summer of discontent. It's getting pretty horrible out there in every single aspect you can think of. Morning, Paul. How are you? On that oh, gloomy actually, note. Yeah, actually, I'm feeling a little bit blue. I just saw come through the RNS that uh, Bill Hooley, the deputy chair of Anglesey Mining, has uh, passed away so suddenly. Knew him for many years. Condolences to him and all of his family. Um, unfortunately, Paul, you and I get into that age where we see it more and more often, don't we? Yes, I'm afraid so. Uh, anyway, let's try and start. Let's. It's far too gloomy. Let's go to something much more positive and let's talk about some uh, drill results this morning from Afritin. Afritin um, is really starting to go places. Certainly, when I was down at mining in Dublin, sitting on the judging panel of the the investment battlefield. I voted Afritin as the number one presenter. Uh, but Paul, tell us about these lithium and tantalum uh, results they're getting. Yes, here, this is uh, the first assays are back from an infill drilling program uh, intended for a total of uh, 27 holes. And this uh, announcement uh, is uh, for the first four holes completed uh, down there on their uh, V1, V2 pegmatite they're mining on now in the U.S. Uh, 10 district in Namibia. 132 meters uh, here is one of the intersections grading 0.17 percent 10, 75 ppm tantalum and 0.74 percent uh, lithium oxide. And uh, that's also followed by another hole of 110 meters at 1.7 percent 10 and 0.75 uh, lithium oxide uh, in uh, hole 57. So this thing has uh, got uh, some really good thickness and really good uh, grades here. Uh, so um, the purpose of the drilling program uh, has been to uh, get uh, some confidence around uh, some uh, volume and uh, grade uh, determination as they put it into the mining sequence uh, for uh, uh, for eventual extraction. Uh, it's definitely one to keep an eye on, isn't it? Because it does seem to be developing into a, a very serious uh, mining project and it's obviously in a good location of Namibia on West Africa. Um, I mean, it's been a pretty good stock. It's actually up about 10% so far year to date, currently trading 6.85p. Uh, now, talking of results, Paul, uh, and companies that we know well, uh, Cleantech Lithium, there's been a, a bit of news there. They're developing a, a, a lithium uh, carbonate project, aren't they, down in South America? Um, and we know the FD very well, Gordon Steen, a uh, big uh, friend of VSA Capital. Uh, what, what have they announced today? Yes, this is uh, Cleantech Lithium. Uh, they're working on a uh, uh, direct extraction process, uh, which is uh, to uh, pass the brines uh, directly through extraction media, uh, as opposed to set up ponds for evaporation. And this is latest uh, testing results uh, on what kind of uh, quality of lithium carbonate they can produce uh, with uh, the process that they'd like to implement on a commercial scale. And the original, the initial results here are very, very promising, 99.9% uh, quality in uh, lithium carbonate produced. Uh, it's a pretty small sample here at this point from this result, just one kilogram worth of uh, 2.2 pounds. But uh, 
It's uh, very encouraging uh, that uh, the uh, brine responds uh, so readily to this extraction uh, media process. It's a resin uh, uh, extraction process that they'll be uh, trying to use, and it's a little bit different chemistry from the one, for instance, that Lake uh, Resources is uh, going to be trying to uh, implement on their own brine. Yeah, that's unfortunately quite a big step from a, a lab to a pilot plant to a full-scale production plant. Um, so we'll have to watch how things go there. Uh, now, also, uh, one that I think caught both of our eyes uh, was Phoenix Copper this morning. There was appointed, uh, well, EAS, who, who we work very closely with in New York, um, but they seem to have appointed actually half the, half the broking market as well, Paul. Uh, what was the news there? With that uh, announcement they've put out is they uh, appointed EAS and some other brokers, including, including some UK ones, in order to uh, get away a uh, bond issue for the uh, CapEx funding for their Empire uh, Idaho uh, copper uh, project there in uh, central Idaho. Um, trying to raise at least 60 million toward that capex uh, and uh, bond issues as far as institutional take-ups are concerned they like to start with uh, 100 million as the right uh, size and higher so we'll see what uh, how uh, responsive the marketplace is to something which is rather than dilutive direct equity in a, a capex race yeah the only issue here is the bond raise is as big as the market cap virtually uh, they actually appointed four brokers to do it, which was EAS, Tigris, uh, both in the US, and then Deutsche and Pamir in the UK. And then, of course, they already have Spangle and Tavira in the UK. So they've now got six brokers. That's a broker for every 10 million of market cap. If they make it to 100 million, what are the other 10 brokers? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's somewhat tiny and cheap. But um, Any uh, predictions it, on who's going to bring the money in for them? <laughs> well, EAS are pretty good. So that's the one that I would focus on. Uh, and there's a lot of money in the States. Um, Anyway, uh, moving on from that one, uh, what else would you actually probably better ought to mention uh, Barrick Gold made a quite an interesting announcement this morning, didn't they? Yeah, it actually came out late yesterday. Uh, Barrick uh, has uh, sold off its uh, equity position in P uh, Perpetua Resources, uh, Perpetua the, being previously named as Midas Gold, uh, which uh, has the Stibnite uh, uh, gold uh, antimony deposit in Idaho. Uh, Barrick sold off the entire lot of shares they had, which is just under a 10% holding of Perpetua, and received to $21 million. Some comment on that is that uh, it was my understanding from speaking with management over the years that uh, Barrick uh, had uh, taken a position in order to uh, have access to uh, uh, sulfides that the uh, uh, Stibnite operation was uh, concentrates was going to produce because they needed those uh, down in Nevada for their own refractory ore processing uh, there. But uh, it appears uh, for whatever reason, whether it's uh, permitting uh, being taking so long over six years now or, or they've just moved on and don't need it anymore, uh, that Barrick has uh, exited the position. Fair enough. There's also maybe finally a bit of news coming out of um, copper in Cyprus, isn't there, with the, the JV between Besant and Ceres Minerals? Yes, that's right. Uh, they have released uh, assay information uh, from a program of 11 holes uh, that uh, had uh, 
showings of between five and 20 meter intervals, uh, which have been showing grades of one gram gold and 0.5 to 2.3% copper in each of these holes. That's on the Anglizides uh, license uh, there in Cyprus. Uh, so uh, pretty encouraging numbers there. Let's see how many more of these they can put together in future drilling. Okay, any other little thing you want to mention, Paul, before we call it a day? Yes, uh, on the TSX, we had fireweed zinc. Uh, they've done a deal in order to grab the Mactung tungsten deposit uh, off of a property which adjoins their uh, own uh, uh, SEDEX style uh, lead zinc uh, mineralization property there in the Yukon. Uh, they're going to pay Canadian $15 million uh, to acquire it. And most uh, uh, Canadians or North Americans recognize the name of the Mactung tungsten deposit. It's uh, been a deposit that's remained unmined for several decades now, a pretty significant one. How does that look compared with Tungsten West? Mactung has a higher grade, uh, but it is more remote, so that's the issue. So interesting to see a lead zinc play going for a tungsten play. I wonder whether that could ever happen in the UK. I won't suggest any names. Uh, on that note, um, before I say something that I shouldn't say, uh, we'll call it Dan. We'll speak again tomorrow, Paul. We'll see you then.